Let's go. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. Here's my first question. It's very open-ended, but I think inquiring minds want to know. Okay. How do you become a two-star general? How do you make that path? That seems extremely, extremely difficult. <laughs> I, I, I have an answer. I have an answer. Okay. I'm trying to think, <clears throat> given my audience, um, and I'm sitting <laughs> up straight. Uh, I think I have the good fortune of having had very, you know, and my, I say had only because my father is no longer with us. My mother is amazing parents. And my father told us all three girls, we're all very close in age. I am the middle. Um, get used to hearing no in your life, but don't accept it. And I believe that that's in my head. That is always in my head. Not that I don't listen to people and not that I'm, I don't have an agile mindset, but my point is when your head and your heart and your gut are aligned and you hear no, and you still believe, and you've got the business case to prove it, keep going because you have nothing to lose if you don't ask, right? If you don't ask, you haven't even started. Let me, let me ask you, this is an interesting question just for me. Uh, I mean, just coming off the cuff, I've got three girls. So I'm curious from a military lucky guy. Yeah, I know I am a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy. Look, girls like their daddies. They come home. Let's put it that way. Obviously you're a testament to that. Your dad must've done something right. Although we, when I think of military dads, I think very, boom, you know, and was he, was he very, um, what's the word I'm looking for direct and, uh, you know, military ish. Uh, or when you're dealing with your three girls at home, do you put leave that at 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 the the work table? How how did that go around? I'm just curious. From a dad with three girls, my sisters and I joke that my dad was the king of common sense. Um, and full disclosure, my father was also a flag officer of two stars in the army, active duty his whole career as an artillery officer, um, and retired and went on to do some things in business. But um, my father was tough but fair. He was, again, going back to the king of common sense, the way he approached things was tried to use logic. Some of us listened, some of us didn't. <laughs> I, might <laughs> I have, wonder which I might one you were. Little, I might have been a little bit, um, you know, I would say healthy rebellion, but also mischievous. Um, but I learned a lot through those processes and uh, I think I, was, I, I became stronger because of it. But I will also say mixed with my, my background and my dad's background. My dad is an immigrant from, you know, Italy, the family. And they moved to an immigrant Italian neighborhood in upstate New York, where everybody spoke Italian. And so what I would say is that that work ethic, the the you know the the harder right versus the easier wrong in every occasion, even if it's you know painful, that 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 work ethic is one that is just so ingrained in me and my sisters, and and I use that you know, as my litmus test in a lot of decision-making, quite frankly. And that sounds so simple, but it, and I know that it isn't, but it, at the, at the heart of who I am, that is always how I'm going to do things, even if it really hurts to do it. It sounds like you were rebellious, but you were still listening. Yes. That's the key. <laughs> I find that I've learned that. I mean, I used to be, you know, when I was younger, I was like, they don't listen to me. They don't ever, but They're they listening. do listen. They do listen. Yes. They're just trying to be rebellious. I think that's normal, but it sounds like you were listening. So how did that affect 
and this gets into a bigger topic, but how did that affect your leadership style? What's powerful? You talked about a couple already of your superpowers. What's powerful about your leadership style? This is going to sound antithetical, but what is powerful to my leadership style, quite frankly, is that I have two sisters who are so strong that I bounce ideas off of, especially I'll call big rock decisions in my life. They always are part of my my inner my inner inner circle of who I consult. And if I'm if I've got a silly wild idea that is just really risky, I will ask them to tell me how to improve my thinking on that if I'm wrong. I am open to hearing that. And I'm open to saying it. When I was younger, I don't think I was. But I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> but I get you. It's a growth mindset, which yes. not everybody has. It's like if you've ever read Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck, I love that book. I now when I meet people, you can see what mindset they have like within three minutes. I, I agree. But I also will say that I invite healthy friction because I think friction is good. And that is also part of an agile mindset. And I go into conversations that way. And I, and you, I test uh, my own hypotheses that way. What translated from the military that was just you know, very great training. And is there, there's gotta be something also that you looked at and say, eh, that's maybe meant for the military and it doesn't apply to the corporate life. So to answer your first question, the military decision-making process, which we call MDMP is a superpower. And it is 13 steps that take you through to complex decision-making. And, and when I say complex decision-making, it's even the, the decision that is really the Gordian knot. That you feel is just so, you know, it's the wicked problem. It feels unsolvable. It forces you to pull apart the elements of the decision as well as the outcomes you're seeking and then think second and third order effects of those decisions and to war game those. So war gaming is friendly and enemy. If I do this, what will the enemy do? Well, if the enemy does this, what will I do? And if the, I do that, then what will the enemy do? It's thinking that many steps ahead. I do that like... It's just, it's been trained into me such that it is part of me. And I would say that that, you know, in answer to your first question, the military decision-making process is, is alive and well in my head. It is an invincible summer, even in the darkest of the outcomes you might reach. I'm always trying to figure out how to opportunity flip the, the results of that. And sometimes it is hard, but it understanding it in context, being able to explain that in context, helps other people get to yes, even if there's friction along that path. Um, so I would say Same. that's one thing I apply to both. Does, does that apply to both big rocks and small rocks alike? Yes, yes. And, and say more about opportunity flip. So oftentimes, depending on you know how you look at things, there are some people who will take a negative approach to it, but, you, but knowing that that outcome may look negative on paper, take a step back and look at, well, what does that mean? Well, why? Why are we doing that? And what does that mean? What's the outcome? And figure out what are the what are the salient things from positive perspective that may actually be the unintended consequences that may maybe strategically is what we should be shooting. That's where our North Star should actually be versus one thing, negative thing that people are immediately focusing on. You know, one thing that I read about Warren Buffett is he credits the looking at why something will not work uh, as more of his success in terms of the confirmation bias of why it always will work. So he looks at it like a stock pick, by example, say, what could go wrong here? 
And then once he's able to figure that out, and if he still says, hey, still a great buy, then he'll make go back into the confirmation piece of it. I like that. There's, there's some elements of that? I would say yes, but I just learned something from you on that. I'm going to take note. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's all that I read. That's what I always steal from other people. That's what I do. And I'm going to well, steal from you today. This is the book I'm reading, and I just took my page out of where I was in it. That's funny that you say that because I actually uh, I'm doing the audio book of that right now. And since this is a podcast, it's the end of the world is just the beginning. That's that's yes. what we're talking about here. Thank you for that. As the, <laughs> as the host, I forgot we were doing a podcast. See, we're having so much fun. Yeah, for those listeners. Uh, and it, like, you know, why I got I had somebody on the podcast, I think, um, I don't know, three or four podcasts ago when they recommended it. And so I started reading it. I, I don't know that it's a pick me up, though. No, but I will. Here's what I will say, and and this came as a. This is probably going to sound funny, but anyway, so General McConville is the the um the chief of staff of the army. He's the four star head of all of the United States Army, regardless of of whether you're active reserve guard, you know, a state guard. He may he and they usually have a reading list. He recommended that book uh, on a meeting that I was in three weeks ago. I immediately when I was and I was it was a secret meeting, so you can't have cell phones. As soon as I got out of that meeting, I went over to my phone and I ordered it from Amazon. And, uh, I, I, you know, yes, it is there. It is somewhat um, there's some bleak parts of it, but I think <laughs> yeah. it is, I think it's a it's a good way to inform yourself on worldview as well as mm -hmm. the dynamics of today's economics and the tectonic shifts in our global trade and globalization and security and the erosion of who we believe we thought we were gonna be trading with. Um, I totally you, agree. If Go you saw that. the news yesterday when Arvind and President Biden were in Poughkeepsie and they were talking about what we're going to be doing along with six other you know, major companies, I think actually five that are you know, along with the CHIPS Act, you know, rowing at the same time he talked about you know we're gonna that supply chain for chips is going to start and end in the united states there's one example of how that's that whole supply chain is going to change yeah yeah look i think it's a great book so far too and you're right is your i'm listening to it as i'm listening to it there's several points where you go like oh yes yes you know i mean it's not necessarily obvious but you can see the dynamics and how they're changing and then what you're seeing like the chips act you're, it's a great, so I would recommend it as well. I was going to ask this. I think you've already answered it, but maybe I'll just throw it out there anyway is because I think it's a no brainer now, but do you feel you see the world differently because of your time in the military? Oh, yes. And here's why. I know we didn't talk about this, but I've been deployed twice. Once as a major. Um, typically around, you know, a major is typically somebody who has anywhere between, you know, eight or nine years in the military and then you know on the high end it might be 13 to 15 years depending on your rate and pace of of progression and, and i just tell you that for context because i was in iraq in the bloodiest time in 2004 of the war and we were being mortared and and uh shot at and i i i tell you that only because it puts life into context and 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 so my military experience going through extreme extreme life and death scenarios for your people who are in multiple different locations, you know, on a daily basis, hourly basis, um, and, and having to make sure that you are taking care of them 
24 seven and thriving in the, each of the jobs that they do um, is, you know, is an amazing uh, and daunting task and privilege that we get to do that. That puts my life into context. It puts my life into context in stressful situations, even at IBM, because at the, at the darkest days, I can at least in my head say, you know what? This is, this is stressful. It is important. It is urgent, but no one's being shot at. We're not, no one's going to die today, but we have to get this done. Here's why this is what, what's at risk for the client or for us in IBM. And, you know, we owe this to whomever is asking for us to do this or for the greater, you know, population of our, our organization, it's the right decision to be made. I, I smile because I was just about to ask a question. That's a silly question, but, and I, I I've listened to a, a podcast, another podcast, he's an investor. And he was talking about stress. And when he gets stressed, he was spent a lot of time in the military. He was a green beret. And he says, look, I'm not getting shot at. So that's my level set. Do you do that for perspective? I know yes. it's a, like. Yes. And, and the other part and, of my perspective is if I get really wound up, I it usually also means I need to go work out. You know, we all have different ways of coping with stress. Um, and and mine is, is, you know, running a few, mi a few miles sometimes getting lost. How many miles? <laughs> uh, anywhere from three to five uh, on yeah. any typical day, but uh, not every day, certainly, uh, because, you, you know, you have to cross train and I, I get bored run, even running sometimes. So I, I do other things, but uh, it's uh, it, it is we all have to find our balance and how you you relieve stress in different ways. If I could say so, it seems like one of your superpowers is energy. You've got a lot of energy. You know, I get told that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a might be a annoying. No, no, no. That's a very big compliment. I get told that too. But I don't know if mine's a compliment, but yours is definitely a compliment. Look, I want to do a quick lightning round because I want to be respectful of your time. Anything you would stress about the learnings that have made you who you are based on military, et cetera, all the leadership that we talked about? Anything you want to just recap or something I didn't ask that you wish I would have? If the question is about me or about advice to others? I like the advice to others. Let's go there. Well, I like both of those actually. So give me either, but I think the advice to others based on your learnings. I think people are out there be curious to know. Stay curious to amplify your exact word. Stay passionate, be a lifelong learner, be open to criticism. Use that for the superpower that it can give you as the gift. Sometimes that's con constructive criticism and also Try to figure out how do you ameliorate situations where somebody you feel you're you feel like you're getting defensive. Try to figure out that trigger in you and figure out a way to respond, not react to it. And there there's a difference, right? Whether that's humor, whether that's um, asking a question because you need clarification of what was actually meant to be heard. Um, those are kind of the things that I would say. Um, and find another outlet besides work <laughs> to, to balance your life. Cause it's, there is no work-life balance. I've, I've honestly, I, I sincerely believe that it's a blur. You have to be intentional about, about how those things move and at what speed. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you answered it that way. And we can keep going. I'm going to do a lightning round and this okay. is like 20 second each, just no right or wrong answer. You're going to be great at this cause you've already done extremely well at this. Uh, but I'm going to go through a few quick questions. I'll just go through them quick. All right, I'm at Number the edge of my seat. Go. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Proud of 
both my military and my IBM uh, teams that I get to the privilege to lead. All right, passions outside of the workplace you just mentioned before, where do you lose time? I lose time when I'm working out. Nice. How do you define, very simple terms, how do you define success? When I, I define success, and obviously it's very contextual, but I define success when I start to see lightning you know, bolts and, and and big light bulbs going off in people's um, facial expressions, and they get excited about the, the opportunity in front of them. That that to me is just amazing. That transformation in them. Yes. All right, like it. Your go-to order at your favorite restaurant. Go-to order at my favorite restaurant is probably Indian food. Spicy. Wow. Spicy Indian. You have a favorite restaurant. Uh, there are several in the area that I live in. <laughs> All right. Indian restaurants, I presume. I love Indian food and Italian food. Go, yeah. You figure my last name is Del Rosso. I'm a terrible <laughs> cook, though. Just, you know, I'll say that in full disclosure. You're a good eater. I'm a good eater. Anyway, that's yes. what I like. That's how we have what? to work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then you earn it. I do the same thing. What is the last last gift you gave somebody? The last gift I gave somebody, probably the the book I just mentioned. Uh, what are you curious about right now? I am curious about where we're taking our business in the fourth quarter and all that we're going to achieve in Expert Labs, really. We just have so many opportunities and such talent on the team. It's really just, I want to continue to unleash that and allow them to thrive. And I'm excited about our fourth quarter. Awesome. I only got two more. We're done. What's your number one role model that's not related to you? Because we already know your dad and some of your sisters will be in there. I've already heard that. What's your number one role model not related to you? Colin Powell. And he's nice. no longer with us, but he he yeah. was somebody who always inspired me, still inspires me today. All of his insights, the ways in which he treats people with such dignity and respect always did. And, and even in such tough times, he, he still is such a role model um, for me and always was in my career. And I, I was lucky that... Uh, there was a family connection as well to know him. Oh, wow. He's got some great quotes. I use them all the time. Yes. All the time. All right. Last one. Three people you can go to dinner with, either living or dead. Who would it be? You only get three. Oh, this is tough. I have to and say Michael, look Michelangelo would be one. Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to say the Pope just because he's he's who he is but he's also very very worldly and i love to travel and i love to learn new things and surely i could learn something from his travels as well as the way he looks at the world which is hopeful and the third the third who would it be um i'm gonna say arvind wow in the context of this discussion, <laughs> I, would love, I would love to have a, a fireside chat with arvind to just hear his, you know the you know ground truth with no filters and no recorded. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Fantastic, <laughs> Arvin, the CEO of IBM. Look, the good news about those questions—they can always change. But right now, I love how you just went after it and answered. A lot of people struggle or whatever. They, you just answer because you know you can change them. I mean, these are just fun questions. Diane, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you. Uh, I learned a lot. I've got a lot of work to do now. I got books to, well, I'm reading that current book, but I, I want to go down the, uh, the the thought process of, of military, the, you know, decision-making processes, et cetera. Uh, I've got a lot to do. So thank you. And I'm sure everybody else is going to benefit from this conversation. 
Al, thank you very much for the privilege and the time and, and for the listeners out there. If, if, uh, if you believe that I have some things that I can learn from, please send them my way. I'm always open to, to new ideas and inspiration. So thanks again. Awesome. And thanks you bet. You. We'll Good do it again. Uh, Expert Labs, keep killing it. Fourth quarter, game on. You're going to do great. I know it because I came from there. I know how great you are. Agree with everything Diane said. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Hit us on Al Martin Talks Data at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you on the podcast. Thanks again, Diane. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye.